I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Shan, our sponsor for this week is Red Star Training Center. A kickboxing, boxing, jiu-jitsu, hit and strength and conditioning hub for all ages. The founder, Simon Pitch, is a former, get this, professional Australian WKA kickboxing champion and former world ISKA kickboxing champion. Get out of town. He's pretty cool. And this is the best bit. At Red Star, you get to train alongside the elite fighters who have fought all over the world, boasting five world titles, seven Australian titles and multiple state titles. They actually make you better training with them. Good. Well, that's what you want. I actually love this place. It can be really intimidating to walk into a new training space on your own without a gym buddy, especially when the first thing you see are really talented athletes. Totally. So just remember, they had to start somewhere too. And you don't know if you don't try. So Red Star breeds not only champions, but it's a brilliant, supportive environment for anyone that wants to have fun and develop confidence. Head to redstar.com.au to find out more. Bring it on! Welcome to Motherhood, A Beautiful Nightmare, the podcast for the father who's flying by the seat of his dirty skid-marked undies. <laughs> father? Yeah. Why father? What are we doing? Are we changing it up? We're changing it up because we're talking about dads. We're hearing from the dads today. Mm-hmm. Hosted by Chanel Franklin and the lovely Tamara Linky. Well, thanks, Chanel. <laughs> What was that? My dad voice. Oh, okay. We just, no. No. Tamara's a wonderful voiceover artist. Male voices, um, she cannot. Yes, I can. (laughs) No, you can't. So, y'all want to talk about mama. Hit it. That's what I'm talking about. Wait. Okay, now, from the beginning. Motherhood, a beautiful nightmare. Hey, uh, before we launch into the episode, since we are going to be talking about uh, two dads, aren't we? Yes. 
here and from the dance. Um, I just wanted to regale a little story of what happened to me this morning in the shower, which was quite disgusting. Tell us. Something Kai did, since we're talking about dads, he's a dad. I'd hope so. Yeah, well, <laughs> to your someone's the father of my child, not quite sure who. <laughs> Uber driver. Uh, hashtag who knows, who's your daddy? <laughs> Hang on, go who's your daddy? Uber driver. Yeah, <laughs> the ones that come to your door now. Who come to your door? What? Well, it's not like you know they go. It's the milkman. It's the milkman. Yeah. So right. Now, there's no milkman coming to the door. The Uber driver comes to your okay, door. Okay. 21st century milkman is Uber the Uber eats driver. Man. Uber eats. Oh, sick. Uber eats what? <laughs> Sorry, mum. Anyway, I was in the shower. And I'm having a shower and slowly the water is rising up in the recess. It's like like a turning into a bath, right? And I'm going, what's going on? The, the drain must be clogged. And I thought, well, is my foot over it? Sometimes, you know, if you yeah, yeah. Yeah, plugs it up and it starts filling up. No. So we have in our tiles where the plug hole is, it's covered up by, you know, one of those tile things yeah. all over the drain. So I pull that up to see what's blocking the drain. What's in there? Ed. The most disgusting thing I felt I had to have a shower after looking in the drain because I felt so dirty. Hair was Kai's hairs that he's just gone in the shower and like he raises his head. He doesn't not pick it, but like yeah, it gives him a buzz cut, buzz cut, and then his you know face as well, and then who knows what else. But there was (laughs) chunks of disgusting hair, like massive ball. I pulled it out. Oh, would have been. And I was like. I was naked and dry reaching, which is not a pretty sight. And I'm like, I have to put it outside like in a little wet heap of hair before replacing the tile and then scrubbing myself. You know what you would have needed to do? You would have needed to get a pressure hose and squirt that down there so it was like blown into oblivion. (laughs) And then I'll squirt him. Squirt him. I'll pressure hose my eyes. Disgusting. Oh. Anyway, that was my start to the day. Which That's was foul. foul. It is worse. That's rank. So, Kai, come on, honey. So, Dan cuts his own hair too. Yeah, But right. he does it over the sink. Okay. And he's got such a lovely mop of hair. How does he do that himself? Oh, I don't know. He does. He does it himself. It's amazing. It's he's like the- a oh, flaxen-haired beauty. I don't know. There's <laughs> some wave going on. And he does that all himself. He does it himself. Very impressed, Dan. But he cleans it up. But, well, this is never a perfect clean job. But he decides to cut his hair when I've just cleaned the bathroom. I'm like, oh. that's terrible timing. That is awful timing. Oh, no. And you're leaving little speckles of the beard and whatever everywhere else. Oh, no, thank you, disgusting. Dan. Hair makes me feel fat, like disg- any hair that is attached not to a head <laughs> but somewhere else, yeah, <laughs> dry, dry wretch, naked. I will get naked and dry wretch just for that. Mm. It's disgusting. But would he turn around and go, well, I'm saving money cutting my own hair and my own beard. They do, which is lovely. So, you know, we're just asking, pull it out of the plug hole yourself and put it in the bin. <laughs> Some advice. <laughs> Happy Advice Monday. So last week I was raising money for the Help Sister Out campaign yep. with Tamara's help, but it was mainly myself driving it because Tamara was a little bit preoccupied. What do you mean? Well, you were desperately trying to get someone from Iceland to listen to our podcast. Okay, that was a great cause. <laughs> you wanted to see the heat map light up. I did. To show Iceland on there. You wanted Björk to basically be listening. That's right. And I snuck into a Icelandic Facebook group. Hang on a minute. Hang on. What did you do? Okay, I snuck, <laughs> I snuck into a Facebook Icelandic group oh. and was like, hello, 
I'm here to find out about travels in Iceland. <laughs> you know? And I had to keep it up for a while before I, I sort of said to someone, how do you say, please listen to my podcast in Icelandic? Oh, my gosh. So that it wouldn't seem like I joined the group just to kind of promo. Yeah, that you know, you're using them. Yeah, that I'm using That's them. not very well, nice. So I'm not. I'm not because I do want to go to Iceland, but we just can't travel at the moment. So it is on my list. Yeah. For sure. So you'll manifest. Yeah. Anyway, do you know how to say this? Oh, my God. So it took forever because it's very hard pronunciation, but it goes like this. Took me ages to learn that. I was going around the house going, like in a little, and I even stuck my hair in those little Bjorki <laughs> hair things that she wears, you know, like the antennas coming out, just so I could feel a bit woof, Icelandic. Okay, so mm. what news have you got to share with everyone? Hello, Iceland. Someone's listening. Oh, someone's <laughs> listening. It could be one person. It could be the person on the Facebook group who went, what is this? I need to check it out because this person... And is ridiculous, <laughs> and then went and um, just listened to. So, what's this lady's name? Okay, uh, so the wonderful chick that helped me pronounce that was uh, Nicola van Kulenberg. Did you say that correctly? Probably not. It sounded right. Did it? Okay, well, Kulenberg. Sorry if I got that wrong, Nicola. But thank you for your help. Out of respect for you, Nicola, I'm not going to attempt your last name. But a huge shout out to you for helping us connect with Iceland. Yes. This episode is. Who's your daddy? So let's get into it, this dad episode. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, yes. Let's get into their heads. Think, yes. What are they thinking about? What are they thinking? We never really know, but until you put a microphone in front of a bloke yeah. and then watch them, oh, they're actually quite serious. Well, and I think they hold a lot in, don't they? We might share a little bit more with our duties and things, and we share a lot, but I think they hold a lot in of what they're thinking. So this episode is about getting into their heads. What are they thinking? And maybe we can hit back at them, make fun of them a bit. I think they need to be made fun of, but also supported in a nurturing environment. All right, tomorrow. Okay, not. <laughs> but it is quite funny how they really take it. It was cute. They all took it quite seriously, the questions did, yeah. that we came up with. Which was, is great. <gasps> so we've got a mixture of blokes in this episode. We've got Dan, my other half, and Kai, Tamara's other half. Yes, go, go, husbands. Go, go, husbands. Dan's two mates, Paul, a.k.a. Hadsey and Matt. Mm-hmm. And then we've got... And a couple of Kai's mates, Kersey and one of my mates out of Brisbane, Paul. And also we've got two others, Ed from the podcast Quality Not Guaranteed and also Tom Lyon, who is a breakfast radio producer and a singer-songwriter. So we're going to mix bag of blokes. Mix bag. And we'll see how they go uh, with these questions because, you know, there's a few curly ones I don't think they expected to, uh, to, <laughs> to get. <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs> All right, Chanel, tell me what was the first question we asked these poor, poor sitting ducks? Okay. Do you have dad guilt? If yes, what about? If not, why not? Mm. Do you beat yourself up about it? Yeah, often I'll feel it just lingering in the background there when I'm working a lot um, and and missing them. I feel like I'm missing out on something or something new that they're doing or being a part of their their growth. But then, you know, it's made up for where when I'm looking after them and maybe my wife Jessica is working and then she feels dad guilt. Dad guilt? No, I don't get dad guilt. Uh, if I get any guilt, it would be more towards my partner, I suppose, if uh, I feel like she hasn't got the support uh, she needs that day for whatever reason and 
I've been a bit lazy or I've just let a few things slide. That's the only sort of guilt I'd say I get. Yes, at times I do. I'd, I'd have to say not spending enough quality time with the kids is a bit of a concern for me at times. Instead of putting them in front of the computer or the devices, I really wish I could. I made more time to, to sit down with them and just really focus on them and and do what they want to do, um, getting better at it. But uh, I do beat myself up a bit about it. Yeah, they're only young for a short period of time, so you've got to give them all the attention you can. Yes. Normally when I'm working, if I'm working outside and I can hear them inside and they're shouting, Dad, 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 I soon then get over it because then I hear screaming and think it's best left with Mum. So I'm laughing here. The top and tail of that. Hadsy and Dan. They don't really get it. Dan gets it and then gets over it because mum's looking after him. I know. He's a funny little bugger, isn't he? My favourite. My God, Hadsy. Who is this Hadsy? I've got to meet him. He's so laid back. But I get dad guilt. Yeah, he's a big Lebanese man. Oh, he's good bloke. I think I love. I'm looking forward to more of those answers um, coming up from him. Who knows what he's got in store? <laughs> it's like a little <laughs> Lebanese surprise package. <laughs> Could love him. Yeah, like he said, he doesn't get dad guilt at all, but also feels a little bit worried for his partner. Like, is he supporting his partner more so than worried about the kids? Which is great. Yeah. Look, the consensus is they do get it. Probably get over it quicker than what we do. I feel like we hang on to this guilt, this mum guilt. We really beat ourselves up about it. They know that when bubbas are with mums, they're in safe hands. They yes. can kind of think of it a little bit more literally and go, well, they'll be okay. Feel a bit shit for working, but I'm providing, so we're okay. That's right. They so have a momentary, a momentary thought that also goes. It flies away. And ours <laughs> is deep-seated from the moment they're birthed from our bodies. <laughs> yeah, so I agree, but yep. There you go. So dad guilt's a thing. Dad guilt. It's a small thing, but it's a thing. All right, on to question two. And this is, let's face it, my favourite question. It's about sex. And I'm sure everyone, even if you deny it, you want to hear the answers to this, right? This is, how many times a week is a good amount of sex? I think once or twice a week is good for uh, sex a week. But really, we've got busy lives. We We don't need to be doing that all the time. Um, but that's just my opinion. But Mr. Lova, Lova, I love it. Possibly once a week to a fortnight is definitely adequate for me. I don't have the stamina anymore for any more than that, I think, as we get on in life. But my number is definitely 18 to 20 times per week. <laughs> um, no, look, it, I think it always changes depending on what's going on in your life. But one thing I can say, and it's probably the most unsexiest thing you will ever hear, is... Looking in the calendar for mums and dads helps. I think if you find those gaps, the regular gaps, like say if it's a certain regular times per week, check out that calendar, man, and it'll help you. I would have to say, look, three times a week would be would be amazing, but uh, life gets in the way and for me, as long as it's once a week, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Anything less than that, grumpy husband. <laughs> yeah, so one to three would be good, great. I'm um, not greedy, so once a day is fine. <laughs> About once a week is, is good. I don't actually get once a week, but I think that should be the standard. For me, whenever I want to. Mr. Loba Loba. What was that about? <laughs> This guy, Hadzi, is cracking me up. He's, he's a like, legend. oh my God, he's growing on me like a bad smell. I love it. <laughs> but that's pretty funny. I love it. He was like, he has no stamina. Oh, he just wants to chill out. He's all good. There aren't many men no. you meet that are actually 
can't be, you know, it can't be asked having sex. Well, too hard basket. It is too hard basket, except if you're Kai or Dan. Dan said he was, look, he's not greedy, but once a day would be nice and then giggled. So it wasn't like, oh, it's just, okay, sorry. Just wink, yeah, wink. Yeah, checking because <laughs> I want you to have sex with me later. <laughs> oh, actually, I'd like you to have sex with me later. That's Dan. <laughs> just checking. And Kai's just trying to be disgusting. He'd say, whatever I want. Whatever I want. Yeah. It's the German in him. Just, you know, whatever <laughs> I want. She will provide. She, what do you say? I say, oh, okay. Come on, jump How on, How do you boy. say both? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what you meant? <laughs> That's what you, were you going to say something like, go away in German? Yeah. Auf, Achtung. That means warning. Yeah, warning. Yeah. (laughs) That. Say that to him. (laughs) Next time I will. How's Matt trying to set a new standard for the world over? I think the standard should be once a week. Once a week. Okay. Um, I reckon they're all trying to pull back a bit because they know their wives are listening. So they're actually, oh, maybe only once. Like secretly deep down, they're like, fucking bring that on every day, mate. And Tom Lyon well, trying to a calendar, trying to fit it in. Look at your, here's your advice. Look at your calendar, and then see when that fits. How sexy is that? Oh, on the 21st of September, dirty night tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah you circle it. that in purple. Yeah, well, you can't go out to dinner with your friends because you've committed to having sex. You sicko. Okay, T. Next question: Who plays mm. good cop, bad cop? Um, I guess we both play good cop, bad cop. I mean, it depends what's happening. Although my wife gets a better reaction from her than I do when I tell her off about something. So she's two years old, our daughter. And when I tell her off about something, she gives me like a death stare, like, why are you talking to me like this? So I think the bond that um, the kid has with the mother is a bit different and she gets away with telling her off a bit more than I do. I feel like I probably pick up the the bad cop role more regularly. Um, However, when... Sham becomes bad cop, watch out. I think we both play good cop, bad cop at different points. One thing I get annoyed at is when I tell the kids off and then Justine tells me off for telling the kids off in front of me, which I think contradicts parenting. I think you need to be on a even kill when you uh, tell the kids off and be a, a team in that respect. Well, nearly. A few bad cops in there, Chanel. There are. And they like, I reckon, the even playing field. So you play arsehole, then I'll play arsehole. That's right. And then we mix it up. Although Dan, come on then, he was he's a bit of a bad cop. What does he do? Yeah, but then threw me under the bus and said that when I turn bad cop, then the whole house is upside down. <laughs> Which is totally rubbish. When you're monster mummy. Yeah, monster mummy. Coming at you. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Your dad sometimes says to me, look out, look out. Mum's not had enough sleep. Oh, well, whose fault's that? Oh, I get the old Kai will say to me, you have to ask your mum about that because oh, he doesn't want to say no. Right. So then I'm the one who says no. So he doesn't have to say no. He doesn't so have to be the bad guy. So you are bad cop. Yeah, I'm the bad cop. But Do you think we get away with being bad cop more because we're mum? It's like, oh, They still mum. love us. Yeah, they still love us. That's true. If but Kai's... Dad's a bit like Grizzly Bear. He's come in from work and now he's getting angry at things. And it's like, where the hell have you been all day? Don't call the shots with me. A bit like what Ed said. He comes home and his daughter just looks at him as if to say, um, Who I'm not listening. Who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> Wow, if a two-year-old said that. Jesus, let's get her on the podcast. (laughs) Okay, next question. Okay, so Chanel's got the microphone pointed at her fanny for some reason. (laughs) It's not that kind of podcast. (laughs) It fell there. Oh, it just fell there right near my fanny. How convenient. (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway. Shut up, you. Drum roll, please. Oh, that's why you wanted the microphone down. I was trying to drum roll. <laughs> now but I you've see got a flaccid mic. You've got, to, you've got to get the flaccid mic to get the, the thigh slapping in. <laughs> I see. Well done. Yeah, so drum roll. The next uh, question is about self-care. Yes, dads, how often do they need it and what do they do for it? I shower once a week. <laughs> I shower once a day. Golf for me. Uh, play golf on the weekend. Love it. It's a it's a selfish sport, but to get two or three hours just down the road, have a beer, talk with the boys, yeah, that that's for me. Golf is the winner there. Golf for the win. Daddy care, I guess for me it's not really anything uh, physical. I I'm because I'm a muso, I like to um you know, watch some um some musicians on YouTube and, and chill out that way or, um, you know, I follow a few sports, watch a bit of NBA and stuff like that. So for me, that's my sort of uh, daddy time. Can we talk about Pornhub? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, a bit of golf in there. I think they're thinking of their own time as opposed to self-care, which is kind of the same thing in a way. But well, it could my be... self-care doesn't involve Dan. No. Does yours Does self-care? he sit there next to you while you get Does a pedicure? Foot... Yeah, no. Does your foot massage, I know you like those, oh. do they involve Kai? You omit them most of the time, don't you? Actually, oh, I don't tell him about it. That's what them. I'm saying. Yeah, that's right. They're secret. Isn't that bad? No, I think it's I think it's very healthy. We need to know that it's okay to spend time away from our partners, recharge, and then come back. We spend a lot of time with them. We live together. We sleep next to them with whatever. We need that time away. <laughs> with them, whatever. She doesn't want to admit the world. We didn't sleep in the vintage linen with them. Ooh, Ooh, what do we the do? Nasty. The nasty. Most of the time it's sport and with their friends. Dan's a big golfer. As is Kersey. So Kersey, um, Dan's in the same boat there. Big golfer. Yeah. Loves it. Matt, I know, plays golf with Dan a lot. That it's sport. It's sport. It's with their mates. It's Jesus running that. away and in that kind of, yeah, they're, like, they, ca- they are cavemen, aren't they? Uh, and Kai likes to have a shower. Well, that's a good start. <laughs> Smelly German men. Kai's easy to please. He's just, I'll just have a shower. That's all I need. And stuff my pubic hairs in the uh, drain black recess. The black hole. He's the black hole. <laughs> <laughs> the hairy black hole. Next question. Do you actually like role-playing with your kids? So Daddy's dressing up as Sven or Olaf or Elsa. Who knows? I don't role-play with the kids like that. I role-play with the kids where it improves my day, where I think I'm being funny. It's not something that they've asked me to do. So I play the Russian disciplinarian and I say, you want smack? I put smack on bum. Come here. You'll be naughty. I put smack on bum. Come here. And then I chase them around. I don't think that's role-playing. They haven't asked me to be the Russian disciplinarian. They've just been naughty. And then this is what I do to try and get them under control and get them to listen to me. It's only something that amuses me. They don't care. They don't like it. Actually, they run away. They're scared. I think that's what happens. For me, the um, yeah, the favourite character for for my daughter is the gorilla, which is easy for me because I'm I'm big, big and smelly, and uh, so and I'm starting to move more like one these days. So like role playing with my kids? No, I don't. No way in the world. At the moment, role play is she poos her nappy. And we play the role of hotel room cleaner, I guess, who goes in and cleans up something that nobody else wants to touch. I like role-playing with my wife, and my wife likes role-playing with me. For role-playing with my wife. Two words, Tamara. Yeah. Schmack bum. Schmack bum? A little schmack bum. <laughs> Paul, gee whiz. I didn't know where that, when I heard that, I went, holy hell, you learn something new about people all the time, and that's one of them. 
Oh, I love it. A schmack bum. I don't care if they like it. They get in a schmack bum and that's it. In fact, they're scared. They have no choice in the role playing. Oh, my God. Dan and Kai, same answer, saying they like to role play with us. And apparently you like to role play back. Is that correct? Well, that's not true at all. No, no, I don't think I've ever dressed up in anything. Actually, no. Oh, actually, here we go. You know what? Once I had planned a night where I got uh, my mum to babysit and I'd booked a hotel room in Mm. the city and Kai and I went out and I wore nothing but I think undies underneath like a long coat and then we got there to the hotel because he didn't know what was going on. He's like, what? What's happening? We had drinks. And I said, and get in the lift when we get to the hotel. He's like, what? What's happening? And I'm like, that's right. And I even sort I think I was pretending to be like a, a prostitute or something <laughs> that he just picked up. And when we got to the, you know, actually at the hotel reception, I even like tried to, to kind of let on. You again with no knickers on, for God's sake. I don't know. I've had, I think there were knickers. Okay. Yeah. And I tried to let on to the reception guy, you know, like this is one of those kind of, you know, nights. We'll be booking you in, You would have been please. loving this. Tamara no. loves so any acting scene. Yeah, She'd be in it, there. Actually, it was more acting than role <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, actually, let's just scrap this all together. So what you weren't doing is role-playing with your husband. What you were doing is living out your fantasy yep. of being an a prostitute actress. In a movie. In a movie. I was auditioning for a role, essentially. Okay, <laughs> you were a pretty woman. <laughs> That's it. And then I took him up and Kai was freaking out. I was, he was like, what's happening? What's happening? You're kidnapping He's crying me. in the corner, he yeah. Was, he was rocking while I was like, you know, putting I put the bath on with some bath salts and <laughs> I, I had some dirty makeup on. But, yeah, that's as far. So, yes, I have done role playing. Okay. See, you know what, I've seen Dan's face before and someone's got him doing something, they're playing schools or whatever, and he's trying so hard to be interested. But I know his mind's going elsewhere. He's thinking of, oh, there's golf on TV or I could be checking this. Maybe I should do some DIY. Summer, I'm being present. I can tell he loves it, but he does not. Well, that is like playing with your kids. It's hard to be present (laughs) unless it's something you enjoy. Yes. Like colouring in. Yeah, but then I'm told I'm colouring in the wrong way and with the wrong colour and then I'm all defeated, Yeah, aren't true. We? we can't win. Don't play with your kids. There's the advice. Here we go, Chanel. Here's one. Uh, if you were a stay-at-home dad, what would your day look like? Would you forgo the housework and chores to just have fun most days? Mm, let's see what they say. Well, my kids are at school, so it's a bit different. But would I do that? Yeah, well, I like the house being clean, uh, not like my wife. So... I would potentially do stuff around the house, do things outside, um, do things around the pool, clean up, make sure the house is neat and tidy and presentable. Yeah, unlike unlike my wife who spends three days at home. I am quite obsessive about cleaning the house before the day begins. It's like my brain can't cope if there's stuff around the place. And then we're underway. And because of that, that beginning part of the day is when uh, my son Donnie is most occupied with, you know, the toys are all brand new and, and I've got sort of a half hour window there to do that. And then from that point on, we're having fun and um, just going on fun adventures, bike rides and that sort of stuff. And of course, the house ends up looking like shit a couple of hours later. So I was a stay at home dad for one day a week when the kids were first born and um, that consisted of me sleeping on the couch and putting Dora the Explorer on for them to watch so I could catch up on my sleep. Not really the same stay-at-home parent as if my wife was (laughs) staying at home. I think my day would consist of getting up out of bed a lot later than I do right now. Sometimes 
I get jealous that my wife can stay in bed for, you know, an extra 30 minutes while I'm up and it's freezing cold at 7am. I don't know how I go having a kid screaming at me continually and almost feel a little bit guilty that I get to escape and go to an office every day. I do do it a bit anyway because I work from home. I've certainly, since working from home, I've never done more dishes or, or washing and stuff. Not saying that's what mums normally do, but I've just noticed being around the house a lot more, that stuff needs to be done. So I do I do, do a bit more housework. There'd be lots of playing, not a lot of cleaning. The house would be a sty. So a bit of a mixed bag of answers right there. Yes. First cab off the rank, Matt. So he likes a clean house. Yeah. So a ju- so few of them like the clean yeah. house. Yeah. And they don't want to clean it themselves. <laughs> well, Matt does. Oh, yeah. or, or Justine's got the right idea, which is his wife. So she sits on the couch with a coffee and watches reruns of whatever's on Netflix or something. And she knows that, well, my husband's going to clean, so I'm going to put my feet up. Great idea, oh, lady. She doesn't feel bad. Well, I don't know if she feels bad, but Matt's going to clean it anyway. Oh, if she pretends it's not there, he'll just pick it up. He's a little bit OCD. Well, he maybe. likes clean house. That's what he said. He likes clean and tidy. Oh, not me. Unlike Dan, who said he'd be happy to live in a sty. Would he really? But he's always looks so put together. And like he cuts his own hair, as you say. And make sure he's presentable before he leaves the house. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so you've got to do him up. So he's like no, a disaster. Dan's clean. He's messy. He's so he, right. this is what Dan will do. He'll bring the letters in from the post box, put them on the bench, open the letters up, leave the letter and the, the envelope paper. and then walk away and I'll go down and put the other thing on the pin board. So that's that's what I mean about mess or leaving okay. the clean, remember the floor drove, that kind of thing. He would do the same with all the kids' things. The kids and him would just trash the rooms and have a gay old time. And have a gay old time. Are you the OCD one? Because I've been to your house and it was pristine like a Shut show up. home and you've gone. It was not. And you've gone, oh, sorry about the mess. <laughs> And I looked around and went, oh, that's, instead of saying, it's not messy, I reckon I went, oh, that's okay, I guess. <laughs> but it was like, ah, it, yeah, it was love pretty it, clean, very clean. Anyway. Um, I like things to be tidy. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not going to break my head over it. I'm not going to go, oh, look, I can't can't cope if it's not. But I, I do like to look at things a bit neater. I feel like I can concentrate on my day of course. when things are a bit neater. Declutter your house, declutter your head. Yeah. Kai needs to put his stuff in his little drawer. He just dumps yeah. stuff. We have this bowl that's meant to be just for certain things like keys Eventually, there's like little screwdrivers, little oh, yeah, nuts Dan and would do bolts, stuff like that. Little weird. He'd empty his pockets into it. That'd Name be what tags, it is. And that'd yeah, be just tissues. A, a junk thing. Yeah, it's not tissues, pubic hairs. God knows what I'm choking about the pubic hairs. Yeah, Paul doesn't even care that he's lazy. I he love would be it. lazy, you know. He's just, catching up on some shut eye, yeah. putting Dora the Explorer on. So actually, he's a great stay at home parent because he's winning. The money's rolling in. He's having a snooze. He's like, sweet, sleep, watch a bit of Dora, educational. <laughs> Everyone's winning, that's right. Good on you, Paul. Need to everyone take a little leaf out of his book. Okay, this is this is getting juicy. We're going down a rabbit hole, Chanel. What have we got next? (laughs) Since kids came along, do you feel like you've slipped down the pecking order? I think you do slip down the pecking order as a guy. You don't really have a choice, do you? Because this this kid requires attention. They're, they're almost like a pet that you can't just put in a cage. I mean, people would be calling the authorities if you did that. Like they need constant attention. Yes, for sure. But I'm happy to be number four in the family, which is my rightful place, I think. So, uh, yep. I am at the bottom of the pecking order. Yes, very much so. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean... 
the dog I was already behind the dog before the kids. So I've just slipped down two places. Oh, and the Chinese fighting fish. I'm probably behind that now as well. Consensus. They all feel last and they don't care. Yeah, I don't think they do care. They've just accepted their lot. Yeah, they're like, Here well, I am. I last. Dan's behind a fish. He's behind even the fish. <laughs> is that fish still alive? That fish is alive. Well Summer's done. fish. Oh, how long has it been in the house for? Because I, we've had them and they've died. Um, since April. Okay, pretty good going. Mm. Got, got a couple of months left. That's good. <laughs> don't tell Summer then, that. She loves it. No, then Dan will move up. <laughs> <laughs> move up a spot. But that's the thing. They don't. They seem to just accept that they're last and that's okay. Yeah. Which is why I think they need that self-care for themselves because they get then top their little cups up because the wife goes, well, you just need to just, you understand, you need to wait your turn. Yeah, that's right. Rhonda. It is a bit of an issue to though. Wrong. Like we do need to stop and think, hey, we do need to sometimes prioritise our relationships with our partner. Well, yeah. Don't we? Like yeah. we can easily get caught up in the That doesn't necessarily kids. just mean sex. That means QT time together. Yeah, time together, having conversations that aren't just about the kids or about help. anything else. Maybe just... You know, pick a topic. Maybe don't tell them they're last. Yeah, that's it. All right, here's one. Can you switch off dad mode when you know the kids are with mum? Can I slip out of dad mode when the kids are with mum? Absolutely. I I think I've turned that into an art form, actually. I just uh, slip into a new identity and uh, to the point where people say to me, I can't believe you're a dad. And uh, that's because I'm so good at not seeming like a dad when I'm free. Yeah, that's pretty easy, I think. Because normally if the kids are with you, I'm either at work, so it's out of sight, out of mind. Or if I'm playing golf, then I'm definitely able to switch off. Depends on what I'm doing. Yes, I can. If I'm out with my mum and dad, because I've got guilt not seeing my mum and dad, I'll switch to son mode. That's the only time. Can I just say... Tom when <laughs> goes, wow, people can't believe you're a dad. <laughs> and he's who's, who's that child in your pram that you've just kidnapped? <laughs> because crazy, you could not be a dad. <laughs> Tom does have a bit of a baby face, so maybe. He, yeah. And also because he's a muso and things like that, people would go, oh, you, you do, you have a family on the other side of that. That's pretty cool. Tom, I reckon this has happened once. <laughs> and you, my friend... <laughs> I'm just telling everyone you're conflating the truth. It happened <laughs> once and it's like suddenly, wow. But, you know, that's good. That's good. Keep telling yourself that. But how often they can all do it. Another consensus. Yeah, dad mode, off. They're with mum. They're perfectly there with their mummy. The mummy that gave birth to them, that looks after them, mummy instinct, whatever. <sighs> That's who they're with. They don't need me. They've got a switch on the side. Have you never seen it? It's, it's disguised by skin tags usually. <laughs> so if your husband, you go look, you are looking for it. A little skin tag. If you see it it's and it's a bit big, it's because it's a switch. It's the dad mode switch. He's switching off. That is disgusting, Tamara. <laughs> they're making me want to hurl. So consensus is they can switch off dad mode super easy and even easier when they're doing their self-care. Because even when we're doing self-care, remember we said this, we sickly wish we were with the kids. Like, oh, we're going for a beach walk. Can't win. Oh, we miss them. Oh, their little faces. Oh, they'd love this or that. And dad mode goes, flick. They're with their mum. I can <laughs> focus, which is a really healthy thing to do. We no. need to do that. We need to grow some more skin tags, I think. Yeah. Oh, shut up. Shut up. 
Okay. Right, lady. Here's a here's a curly one. I love it. What would you imagine childbirth to be like? Describe the pain and could you handle it? Oh, can they? Let's find out. What a dangerous question for you guys to ask me. Just get me in a lot of trouble. Having witnessed childbirth a couple of times, a few times actually, it looks like the most painful thing on the planet. And uh, how would I handle it? I, I'd probably be pretty weak and I'd probably curl up in a ball and ask for all the pain relief in the world. Uh, horrible. Yep. I've stabbed myself, hurt myself, cut things here and there, but to go through that would be, yep. Don't know how you girls do it. Um, I've been there for both of them and, uh, yeah, pretty crazy experiences. They say some things in life cannot be unseen and that is one you'll never, ever forget. I'm pretty injury prone, so I've broken quite a few things and snapped quite a few things. And I'd like to think I've got a relatively high threshold of pain, but I think I'd cry and scream my head off. Probably like trying to pass a walnut through the end of my penis. Oh, I reckon it'd be easy. Be easy. It'd be like getting a cut on your finger, surely. It's like when you accidentally squeeze your finger in a soft closing fridge and you go, oh, that really hurt. I'm presuming it would be very painful. However, I do have a high pain threshold, so as long as you're having pain relief, I would have thought I could handle it. Something coming out of my arsehole probably wouldn't be quite nice if I didn't have any pain relief, so... I would probably imagine childbirth to be like someone ripping your... pulling your bottom lip and trying to pull it over your head with the uh, 21 out of 10 pain score. But what was that? (laughs) Hang on, where do they think it comes... What's this... Sorry, did Matt think it comes out your asshole for a start? (laughs) And Dan thinks it's a walnut out of his penis. A walnut? (laughs) Not a walnut, more like a mango or a walnut. A watermelon at your pee pee hole. Actually, that would hurt. Tom Lyon, I've witnessed it a few times. He moonlights as a midwife, obviously. <laughs> I've witnessed it quite a few times and uh, I like to go to my friends um, who are having babies and I just <laughs> pop my head in and go, hi, how are you going? Just need to know your pain threshold. But they all seem to think they've got quite high pain thresholds with with painkillers, by pain the way. Ki- yeah, exactly. I could do it, I could do it, but um, it'd be like cutting your finger, but with uh, yeah. with painkillers. Yeah. Oh, my finger in a soft-closed fridge. Uh. Yeah, Kai. <laughs> he's a little, he's a little turd. He likes he's, to stir yeah, the pot. He's a little pot stirrer. We all know that he could not handle it. He would cry like a like a little lady. Oh, they would <laughs> cry like a stuck pig. <laughs> <laughs> Also, it's the, not just you having the drugs. Let's go C-section for a bit. Yeah. Two of my friends up. have had C-section and so have you, lady, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's the after. Hell yeah. Let's go. Yeah, it is the after. The after pain Aftermath. is like um, you have just cut through major, major Organs. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even know what's going on, do the we? The muscles. I don't we, know. Went, we were on too many drugs to really know what <laughs> things are coming out of our bodies. Holy hell. Oh, holy hell. It's all, it's all happening. <sighs> oh, what fun we've had. Haven't we just? Oh, this is so good. I love hearing from the blokes for a change. I hope you have two at home listening and got a bit of a giggle out of some of those oh, some of those answers. We did. We did. But we're going to save the funniest till last. Oh, you know, it's all about the hall pass. And that's for those of you playing at home who don't know what a hall pass is, it's the person that if you could for a night, say, uh, not be with your partner, who would you be with? It's fun to say. Yeah, your fantasy person. For one night you could have them. Usually a famous person. 
in this case. So yeah, we're asking we're asking the blokes who would be your hall pass. Hall pass, yeah, Claudia Carvin. If a hall pass, easy. Because the reason why it's Claudia Carvin is because the next door neighbour would be far too close. Just kidding. My hypothetical hall pass, I guess, would have to be when I was growing up as a teen, I was infatuated with Kimberly Davis. The former neighbour star, I've still got her TV Week Logie card uh, in my file. Who is my hall pass? I mean, what do you mean, hypothetically speaking, who is my hall pass? Like I haven't got a chance with Jessica Biel. My wife knows it if the situation presented itself. If I move to LA, which could be a possibility depending how hard I want to pursue this, um, hypothetically speaking, my hall pass is, uh, yeah, Jessica Biel. Who is my hall pass? Jessica Alba. All day long, probably never meet her or get to hook up with her, but never say never. And for the record, my wife's is Tony Modra, who she grew up with in a small country town near him and knew of him. And uh, yeah, hers is way too close to home. So um, you can put that in there if you want. For all those playing at home, Anthony Modra, Riverland legend. Oh, I'd really have to give this one some thought, Margot Robbie. Realistically, would be someone like Scarlett Johansson a few years ago, <laughs> but not now. I have a few of them, but in terms of this experiment, I would say Rihanna would be my bad girl. Riri would be my um, hall pass, definitely. I think just the the chocolate milky skin, the you know the naughtiness about her would be you know I wouldn't last too long, but it would be fun for that twenty or thirty seconds. Hmm. <laughs> What do you think? Kimberly Davies. She was, if you're, if you're listening from overseas um, and if you, or you might not know, but there was a, a soap, soapy show called Neighbours on TV. Um, I think it might still be on. Is they it? would know English people love Neighbours. English people do, but I don't know if it's elsewhere like mm-hmm. in uh, Islamabad. Um, or Iceland, look, if they ha- get it, Neighbours. Yeah, Neighbours. If not, look it up. But Hadzi's um, still willing to keep Kimberly Davies on his hall pass list. He's got a little card of her he's kept and That's he loves so it. so cute. But can I just say, they all seem to think they still have a child. Like, <laughs> they're like, they're like, I'm not going to rule it out, but, like, if it did happen, I mean, it could. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, sorry, blokes, <laughs> it's never going to fucking happen. Not in your wildest wet dreams will this happen. No, and how's Matt all riri? Bad oh, girl, Riri. <laughs> Nothing funnier than hearing a white Australian dude describe a, a cool rock chick, like her chocolate milky white skin and her <laughs> badass chicky chicky boom attitude. Like se- sexy times there. That I will last, I will last five seconds and then no night. <laughs> That's it. Good night, Riri. <laughs> Under my umbrella, Ella, Ella, Ella. Goodbye, Matthew. <laughs> Margot Robbie, he didn't have to think it too. Margot. Margot, he loves a bit of Marks. Well, I reckon he does. Yeah, well, she's pretty cool. That's she I, is, like, yeah. I like her. I like yeah, her too. She'd be. Hey, lady, it's not just about blokes on this show. Look, as we always do on Motherhood, a beautiful nightmare, we turn it back around. Oh, we got to turn around. <laughs> Every now and then I like to listen to the ladies on the podcast of our lives. So we've heard from the... T- <laughs> She's lost it, hasn't she? We have. It's not just about you boys, but thank you for sharing. Oh, they were brilliant. Good sports all around. So have you ever seen the episode Friends 
where Ross has his hall pass list and he adds a few names on it. Can't right. remember. You have to tell me. Okay. So what he actually does is laminate this list. <laughs> of course Ross laminates. <laughs> That's right. So he's got it all <laughs> together and then he takes one name off because she doesn't live near him. Okay. So it's like, oh, it's not going to happen so oh, I'm going to take so her name off. So he thinks the rest are a possibility. Possibly. This is what we're saying. We think, yes. they think it's going to happen. <laughs> yes. Laminates the list, right? So there's no adding or subtracting once this list is sealed, okay? Because it's sealed in the laminate. Exactly. Okay. So he's having a coffee at Central Perk. She walks in from his hall pass. Who was it? Which famous person was it? Can't remember. But she walked in and then Rachel said to Ross, still go for it. Like you can still go. Are they a couple in this episode? They were. She said, still go for it. So he walks up there and says, oh, look, you're on my my list, like my whole pass list. You know, he's excited to tell her that she made his list. And then she said, can I see the list? So she sh- he showed her the list. She wasn't on there. He goes, oh, well, I took you off because you weren't here. And she went, well, I'm not on the list. <laughs> <laughs> she was the one that was scrubbed. Yes. I was like, screw oh, you for your little so, listy. Well, there you go. It could happen. It could happen. But you know what? Enough of the dads. Now it's the mum's turn. Yeah, mums. Well, we want the ladies. But before we get into it. Who's your whole pass? Actually, it's funny. Well, whilst we've been talking about it, do I even have one? Oh, yeah. I think I it, know who yours is. Do you? Mm-hmm. I think it's Sam Haig from um, oh, really? I Outland. Oh, really? I was going to say that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I, maybe oh no, it is. Who no, is? I'm thinking Red Jamie. Red Jamie. Yeah, 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 okay, good. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. In my well, fantasies right. every night with his kilt on. And you go to, hello, Sassanoch. Oh, well, can I tell you who mine is? Who? Mine has passed away, which is very sad. Paul Walker, he was always oh. my, on my, my list. Oh, he was so blue-eyed and blonde-haired. He, yeah, he was very scrummy. Handsome. So I can't can have pick, him well, anymore. Well, so I've added Red Jamie. So once you've finished, oh. who's first, me or you? You've got the same one. We do. Amazing, one of, Or one of the Hemsworth brothers. Liam, Liam's hotter, I think. Liam. Aren't they the same? I get confused. But I like Red Jamie. Look at us. I think we need to put some post-it notes and laminate them and see who's are, you mm. know, and start a list. So thank you fellas for sharing, but now it's our turn. Ladies turn. Who is your bloody hall pass? Give it to us. My God, I can't even think. There are too many. Uh, The Rock. Joe Manganiello. Oh yeah. Channing Tatum. Definitely. Ashton Kudger or Matthew McConaughey. Uh, Red Jamie and Brad Pitt, just to name just a few off the top of my head. I'm just going to update my hall pass. So I've just been reminded of Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. How can you go past that? Thomas Shelby from Peaky Blinders. Yum. Adam Demos, a.k.a. Brad. Jason Momoa, who could go past that? Why limit yourself with one hall pass when you can have two? A bit of romance with Ryan Gosling and a bit of Magic Mike with Channing Tatum. And uh, Robbie Williams, of course. Three words, Mario Rodriguez Jr. Definitely. Jason Bateman. Jodie Comer in the character of Villanelle from Killing Eve. My hall pass is not one but three. Raul Bova, Kevin Costner and Matthew McConaughey. Oh, and uh, chuck in um, Travis Boak for good measure. 
Motherhood, a beautiful nightmare is produced by Soundball Productions and hosted by Chanel Franklin and Tamara Linky. We would love to hear from you, so please email us on motherhoodabeautifulnightmare at gmail.com or just for kicks, check out our website at motherhoodabeautifulnightmare.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode of Motherhood, a Beautiful Nightmare and can find two minutes in between managing those little nutters, we'd be so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Hey, word on the street is it helps people find us. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer. Softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.